0: Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Conservatarian Exchange on the Liberty Block. Good afternoon to everyone, as well as a Happy New Year.
1: Hello. Happy New Year,
0: everybody. Happy New Year, everyone. So today we have with us a special guest. His name is Jim Rubens, and we're going to ask him to please introduce himself. And he's going to speak to us on a particular topic, which he will um, introduce himself. Go ahead, Jim. Thanks for being here.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me very much. Uh, Jim Rubens here, a resident of Hanover, New Hampshire, former GOP state senator for the Hanover, Lebanon region of the state of New Hampshire. I was proud to, when I was there in the state senate, have written the state's charter school law. And this is a little bit of a joke. I got a bill passed that is still called SB2 25 years later. It uh, quadrupled, quintupled local voter turnout in school board, school district, and town meeting elections. Guess who was opposed to? quintupling voter turnout. The Democrats intensively opposed to the concept of not being able to pack meetings to raise budgets. (laughs) I was a former GOP, New Hampshire GOP platform committee chair and I ran for US Senate twice in a primary, Republican primary, I was not the anointed candidate both in 2014 and 2016. I'm on the board of an organization called American Promise which is working on a constitutional amendment to fix campaign money. Corruption, and I'm also in a group that is working on uh, a, a w- what we now call a fiscal responsibility amendment to the U.S. Constitution using the Article Five state-led process. Now I don't know how much you folks know about this. It's controversial. Little background: the those of us in the fiscal responsibility, formerly called balanced budget, we call it fiscal responsibility amendment, that uh, have concluded that Congress cannot stop its addiction to debt. We're we're looking at a trillion dollars a year now in incremental debt being added, basically as far as the eye can see. Uh, Congress has breached all of the statutory efforts uh, that it's made over the years. Graham-Rudman Budget Control Act ends this year. You can see what happened, just the trillion seven uh, piece of the budget that just uh, got passed a week and a half or so ago. Uh, Congress cannot control itself, cannot control its addiction, the framers of our constitution could never conceive of Congress being able to spend money it doesn't have and have a Federal Reserve Board print the money. Now, the problem with this for folks who are concerned about this is that this, if you look at economic history, there's one of my uh, books that uh, you folks know about this book. Ray Dalio, he's a uh, former head of the biggest hedge fund in the US. If you look at the history of advanced economies around the world, When they go into debt binges like this, it always results in either hyperinflation or stagnation and loss of of status for the economies and a decline in standard of living in those economies. So those of us working on stopping Congress addiction to debt now understand Congress is never going to get to the two-thirds required vote to get an amendment to limit debt back to the states for potential ratification. Congress has never approached in in 40 years of trying the two-thirds uh, majority required to get such a, a, a congressionally drafted amendment back to the states. So, those of us in the movement now see that the only means by which this can happen is the state led process under Article 5. So, if you read Article 5 of the US Constitution, there are two means of uh, getting amendments back to the states for potential ratification. One, as all 27 amendments uh, have been uh, done, drafted by Congress back to the states, three quarters to ratify. The second means, Never used before, two-thirds of the states submit what are called applications to Congress. The legislatures of the various states, if two-thirds agree on a subject matter, they send applications to Congress. Congress is then obligated under the Constitution to count those applications, uh, applications, aggregate them by subject matter, and then set a date and location for a convention to propose amendments. That's the limits of Congress duty, and it's a shall in Article 5 of the Constitution. Congress shall set the date and location. Congress shall call the convention to propose amendments. Now, little history, going back to 1979, and this has just been uncovered in the last two years through sleuthing of the congressional record and state legislative records. 39 states in 1979, greater than the required uh, two thirds, which is 34, 39 states had live, on the books, applications for a convention to propose an amendment limited to the subject. It was then called a balanced budget. We now call it a fiscal responsibility amendment. So Congress has literally ignored the fact that a sufficient number of states back in 1979 and continuing almost without break right through last year, a sufficient number of states had had applications to Congress, Congress has ignored this obligation to the Constitution. So those of us in the movement, and this is what we're working on right now in New Hampshire, those of us in the balanced budget fiscal responsibility movement, are working on uh, persuading attorneys general of the various states who have standing on this, who have live FRA fiscal responsibility applications to file a writ of mandamus that would quickly rise up to the US Supreme Court asking uh, the Supreme Court to rule as we think they will, that uh, Congress, I'm holding up a copy of the Constitution, that Congress will be obligated by the Supreme Court to count the applications, we know there's enough, and set the date and location. The states would then, for those who don't know about this process, the states, once the convention is called, the states will then appoint delegates, one state, one vote to do action uh, on the floor of the, uh, the amending convention, States can appoint any number of delegates they want. The the delegates will work within this subject matter, this limited subject matter of fiscal responsibility, and they will attempt to hammer out language for the Constitution. Should they succeed in doing that, that will be sent back to the states, three quarters of which are required to ratify. So that's- Jim, uh, did did I
3: hear you correctly? Did you say that two thirds of the states have already?
2: Correct. As of 1979, Congress. Yeah, that's has something I
3: didn't know. That, that's that's right. amazing. Is, I always thought we were a few states short.
2: Yeah, we're not. We're not. And and one of the things that will be litigated uh, certainly will be this is getting in the weeds a little bit whether uh, s- subject matter limited applications of states can be combined with what are called plenary applications by states. And when you go back. Uh, into the record that we've now assembled, those of us in the movement have a record of all the live applications. Uh, when you combine the plenary applications, some of them date back to the 1790s. New York, for example, uh, New York has a live plenary application for a convention to propose amendments that is sat there in in the desk in Congress somewhere, and we can combine those with the limited subject matter amendments to come up with the 39 number. Okay, Jim, so ready? Remembering-
0: Yes. Let me interrupt you a second if I could. And then I want to yeah. go to Ed Maslish in a second because he's our legal guy. But is it your contention that these applications last, let's say, for argument's sake, 100,000 years, 10,000 years? Like, how long do they last?
2: They are unlimited unless they have limitations, unless the state that adopts an application has a time limit on it. And, and one of them had a time limit, so we're not counting that anymore. Or if they're rescinded by the state. So, for example, New Hampshire had a live FRA application dating from 79. That was rescinded by our Democratic legislature in 2010. A Republican legislature came in and re-upped it in 2012. So we have two applications. We have a 79 that gives us standing as of 1979, and we have present-day standing uh, because of our 20- Right. And
4: And the historical precedent is the last amendment that was passed was limiting- uh, limiting raises that c- Congress can vote for itself only to be prospective to the next term. That was something that was introduced in the 1790s and just sat around until right. somebody realized it in the, I don't know, early 2000s, I think. And they got it ratified yeah. 200 years later.
2: Right. It, jurisprudence on this is, is clearly that these applications and the constitutional amending adoption ratification process does not have time limits unless they're specified in right. and, in and the, the more recent pro, no. the,
4: the more recent uh, procedure has been for for proposed amendments to have an expiration date like the Equal Rights Amendment had a seven-year expiration term, and if it wasn't ratified, then it would expire. Yeah, yeah we don't those of us in the fiscal
2: responsibility movement don't recommend that. We, we can't predict how long it'll take to get to the 38 states. Now we do know supermajorities of the public in both parties, both sides of the ideology, ideological divide, support a fiscal responsibility amendment. The people support
4: this. I've got several questions for you, though, if, if I may. Sure. Uh, no, just the very first one, you, you talk about needing to limit the scope and that you think that it would be a limited scope because it's not a plenary request, it's a limited scope request. Why not further limit it by drafting the proposed amendments before you even have the convention there's nothing stopping you from doing that and i mean you have all the time in the world to do it now why not hammer out the perfect language and then further limit the scope of, of any proposed convention to editing or amending the, the language of the of the proposed amendments rather than you know this nebulous you know fiscal responsibility amendments
2: yeah yeah U- u.s term limits which is after a, a congressional term limits amendment to the u.s constitution has taken that approach in their state Article Five applications. The the reason that's not being done with respect to fiscal responsibility because there are there are three or four different conceptual uh, approaches to to fiscal responsibility, and that debate. Uh, has not been fulsomely had at all uh, as of yet, and it would be well, why not
4: just have it now? Why why wait until Congress calls a convention? Just right. there's nothing stopping that debate from having na- happening now. Yeah,
2: well, there you folks have have heard of um, the, I wouldn't call it a debate, but the 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 movement, the fiscal responsibility movement, consisting of a variety of organizations, has these things called academies of state. There have been three of them so far: Academy of State, the first one. Uh, was about two and a half years ago. Then there was one in San Diego. We 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 hold them in a, a contemporaneously with Alec uh, events or with NCSL events. These are these are state legislative events, uh, and 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 the differing approaches to fiscal responsibility language are discussed at these events. But there is not any degree to which um, these approaches are sugaring down. But, uh, those you know, of us who I, support this can can advocate such a thing. can can have or can can organize events where where where, where these differing approaches are worked out. Some approaches are to have a fixed limit on total national debt. I know of people who support that. Uh, the one I I support is a debt to GDP ratio over time, so it's it's flexible. There's the Swiss break approach, which I'm not going to explain here. Uh, there's a five part two page amendment that is being proposed all
4: of those are subject to gimmicks though right I mean if you if you do if you limit the amount of, of total debt all they have to do is revalue the currency and make the dollar into a penny and yeah. and that's how they avoid that limit right I mean well I mean like can I can I add something just here and this is this is my suggestion
3: to you Jim and take it for what it's worth but um I forget who wrote because I'm sick and my mind doesn't work I forget who wrote that everything in the constitution that specifies structure has been honored and upheld. Correct. And everything in the constitution that specifies um, uh, limits on power has been ignored. So for this to work, it needs to be structural. And, and so my suggestion off the top of my head is, and you get, you'll get the idea, but is that the debt limit can only be raised if the 38 state legislatures approve the raise, not by Congress. You, you see how that is a structural amendment because it gives the power of debt to someone other mm-hmm. than Congress. Yeah.
4: Um, on I the other that hand- I was in the Liberty Amendments by Mark Levin, I think.
3: Yeah, he has some ideas, but yeah, yeah it might've been Mark Levin, but the, the no. idea is instead of saying, well, The Congress can't borrow more than X percent of GDP. They will get around it. It, And anything that that anything that is a a functional thing, they ignore. But structural things like like two senators from every state or, you know, things like that, they don't ignore. Well,
2: my favorite. That's my 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 favorite. My favorite structural accountability method to hold Congress accountable to the Constitution is and this is in language that Dave Walker, who's a friend of mine, he's the fourth, the seventh Comptroller General, I'm sort of in sync with him on this approach, he's part of the movement, is that members of Congress, none of them can stand for reelection should the debt to GDP ratios be exceeded. <laughs> Can't stand, that's, that's a very clear accountability mechanism that puts feet to the fire. I like that one because it's extremely but How is their simple. accountability?
4: I mean, they can I, they can play around with what the GDP number is, right? They I mean can, for, for that matter, when you look yeah. at GDP, one of the components of GDP is government spending. Right. So all they have to do is start spending more money and then they can we, exceed we the have to, Yeah, we, we have to take matters like
2: that, and the constitution language has to has to delegate statutory activity back to Congress. And yes, Congress can play with stuff. We recognize that, and that's that, that's why this. This discussion about how to structure this amendment, very important, does need to happen. Uh, so it could happen in convention, convention of states. It could take months or longer to, to hash, hash this out. Um, the broader the engagement by the public in, in the process of hammering out the structure of, of, of the and the language of this amendment, the better it's gonna be. It's gotta get through 38 states. It's gotta be simple, it's gotta fit within the, 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 the simplicity of our constitution. And as you point out, it's it's gotta be uh it's gotta be self-enforcing somehow.
0: Hey, I got a question. Yeah, in history, has Supreme Court ever told Congress what to do? Don't they usually say we're separate branches, we can't?
4: Yeah. This is uh, I mean, they, they did that with Brown versus Board of Education. I mean, they they have ordered Congress to do certain things, sure. Yeah.
0: But they also tend to say we don't want it, especially structural things and stuff. They're like Congress makes its own rules, does its own thing. I just I have, you know, we're saying we're starting with the fact that Congress doesn't give a damn about the Constitution. That's the given of this whole discussion. Then we're going to go to SCOTUS and say enforce the Constitution on Congress by making them have a convention and by passing an amendment, which will then have to force them to care about because they don't well, No, they don't have to
4: pass the amendment. The mandamus no. is just to call a convention. It's yeah. beyond their power. No,
0: no, no. I mean- but when the amendment passes 200 years from now, Congress is not going to honor that any more than it honors anything else
2: in the Constitution. Well, I, you know, I've heard that argument. Co- Congress, Congress does obey the clear language of the Constitution in general so so the idea that congress well, just, what you mean
0: like the first amendment the second amendment the, uh-huh. first amendment, the fifth amendment the ninth amendment tenth amendment we talk about those that they obey because they don't obey any of them uh right.
2: I, I, have to, I have to refer to scholars on this that generally agree that the, the clear straightforward language of the constitution congress tends to obey that more than more than its own statutes
5: again St- Stephen, i think i think add to you guys a Touched on what I'm about to say, which is just that. I mean, it's just parchment paper, is is the saying. You, we can pass all the amendments we want, and I think it's great that we're proposing something that maybe will have some teeth to it. Um, but you know, I, I even look to some states like New Jersey, which have but balanced budget amendments, and they have still found a way to get around things to spend money and put us in debt, and whether it's with it, it's spending in in agencies that are not you know, not directly a part of government per se. That's how they've gotten away with it here. Uh, well, to in New extent. Jersey,
2: I happen to, to know a guy who is a, an assemblyman in New Jersey. He's now a legislator in New Hampshire. And he was there in the assembly. The, the Supreme Court of New Jersey allowed that breach. They allowed a, yeah. a certain type of spending not to be included. Right. Well, we know Supreme that, court in New Jersey right, that
0: Kagan and Sotomayor and KTJ, they'll never allow such a thing. So now we're going to be right. dependent on a Supreme Court at best anyway, and no, we're not going to have a conservative Supreme Court forever, even if we think a conservative Supreme Court would care. Now why can't Congress just do say, well, none of this is on the budget. And then what? Gee, like what is yeah. the percentage of non-discretionary spending 63 percent?
2: Well, in in this case the, the the approach I'm taking because of because of those problems is is the total debt. It's well agreed to how to measure national debt. Uh, there, There is data out there that can't be fudged easily. So, again, I, I advocate the debt. G- GDP can be fudged to some extent. Is a hurricane burning down your house and rebuilding it? Is that GDP? Uh, having, have it, uh, having a war in northern Mexico, is that part of GDP? These things can be fudged, but again.
0: Um, excuse yeah. me. My understanding is that the yeah. national debt is somewhere between 23 trillion and 200 trillion, depending if we add Social Security and Medicare. So everybody disagrees on what the debt is.
3: Yeah,
2: though, that's hard to measure, but but we can measure the 31 trillion that we have right now. But what maybe
0: it's not 31 trillion. Maybe it's 200 trillion.: Well,
2: it, we it, it's agree. well accepted. This is a number that's well accepted, and you can because that number has been consistently uh, measured, provided and and reported over many decades. Uh, debt held by the public and, and and the total debt debt held by the public is i think about 23 23 trillion 31 trillion is, is the total debt these numbers are accepted and so we can use those as as building blocks uh in order to anchor anchor is that, freedom is in that
0: power. in the chapter right after it's accepted by the public that two quarters negative are a recession right.
2: <laughs> not necessary to uh not necessary to measure that, although, although you, amendments do have to deal with national emergencies and, and times of war. So you have to have supermajority processes by yeah. which uh, Congress can breach those limits and then limits on the time. Uh, I, 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 I support a, a, an allowance of a supermajority to breach a limit with a one-year limit and then Congress required to re-up it uh, by another supermajority in, in a subsequent time. Some people say it should go back to the states uh, for Congress to be able to breach uh, limits. Those are two approaches that will be debated, should be debated.
0: <laughs> um, I happen to think your idea is a lot more well thought out than any of the other ones I've heard about. Um, I, uh, Why would Sununu tell his AG to do anything? This is Sununu the super rhino. And by the, we also know that Republicans have trifectas or super majorities in a whole bunch of states, and when it came to COVID and many other things they're all a bunch of rhinos. Do you think they're going to send you to this convention, or do you think they're going to send Karl Rove to this convention?
2: Do you mean? Do you mean? Well, the legislatures of the states send delegates to convention. Right. right. Are they
0: going to send Jim Rubens? Or are they going to send Carl Rose?
2: No idea. That's up. That's up to the. Legislature. And
0: the one of the problems we have with this no. is there not in, gonna in to the say past
3: Jim the delegates were elected by the people of the states. That's another approach. Um, where does it so, say I the mean, rules
0: way? By the way, Ed Ed P. Where does it say how this
3: happens? Oh, it doesn't. It's by custom, and the right. custom has always been that the uh, delegates' conventions were um, elected by the people so that they aren't elected legislators. Um, this happened in the ratifying conventions for the constitution. um this happened in the um, in the south uh, wh- when they um decided to secede um, they actually uh, you know had elected um Conve- you know, ele- elected conventions distinct from the state legislature. Um, so it is by custom, but it it's it's not by law.
0: But anybody could say whatever they want. The Supreme Court could come and say, you have to do it some other way. Um, and I assume the elections would be at least as secure as the rest of our elections. So we don't have to worry about that.
3: <laughs> well, I, you know, I mean, we've talked many times about um, the, the imperfections of our system and so, you know, we have two basic uh, things we can do. Uh, we could just roll over and, and accept the descent into totalitarianism and, and madness, or we can fight back. And I think Jim has one means of fighting back. And so I, I think it's, uh, you know, I mean, do, do I agree with every possible thing that people have suggested? No, I've made my. Self clear that I think structural is better than functional, but I think we got to fight fac- fight back some way, and it has to be a legal, nonviolent way. And this is one way, and
4: so you know, yay. Yeah. I agree what with think- that. I think we do need to fight back, but I, I, you know, in reading in reading your proposal, Jim, and and just talking with you, I, my my objection is a little more fundamental. I think, mm-hmm. I, Repu- my, one of my issues with Republicans, I've got lots of them. Is they like to talk. They like to talk, they like to have meetings, they like to set up committees. And your proposal is to have a have a resolution introduced, to have Sununu uh, you know, instruct his attorney general to go forward. And then once they go forward, they want the, you know, they want Congress to call a convention. And then the convention, there's going to be more meetings and more talking. And to me, what's needed now more than anything is action. And we 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 can disagree on what the best action is but i don't think that investing our energies into calling a more another meeting to figure out what to do is fruit will will be fruitful i think it's much better to figure out okay let's negotiate now let's figure out what do we want to do what is the best way to go forward with this proposed amendment and then get the language as exact as we can and then either call for a convention of states or start having, you know, your local senator or or member of the House introduce it into Congress. I mean, it can be done that way too. I mean, that's the way they've always been done in the past. I understand the objection to Congress doing it, but uh, to me, what's more important is to stop talking about it and just do. And I and my, your proposal seems like a lot more talking.
0: And I have to disagree with you and take the other side. <laughs>
4: And, I'm, okay. I'm,
0: and I've been on your side. I think this is actually doing something more than just talking for a yeah.
2: change. Um, I, I, let me respond yeah. to First of all, I'm going to second what Ed just said about a, a, a nonviolent approach to fixing a fundamental structural problem in the United States of America. So nonviolence is the approach. Otherwise, we descend into chaos. It'll yeah. get a lot worse. And that was, what, that was
0: Abe Lincoln's thought. He was going to settle it nonviolently, wasn't he?
2: Yeah. Yeah that was not a 600,000 American deaths in the Civil War. That was not the greatest outcome the issue was resolved. So secondly, those of us in the fiscal responsibility movement think that this writ of mandamus is the only path by which we're going to get to a convention to put. It's the only path by which we'll ever get some kind of handcuffs on Congress to stop the explosion of debt. We don't see another way to do this now. Now, Jim... Yeah, Congress. I love what you're saying.
0: um, I I have a beef with the Supreme Court as it is, as everybody knows, not that they really care. Supreme Court doesn't have to hear it.
2: They can, they can, they can reject it. Right, and
0: then you have nothing.
2: No question. question. Because the Supreme
0: Court has no rules. Supreme Court does whatever it wants. They rejected Texas's suit, saying we don't, you don't have standing. They could just say you don't have standing.
2: Well, we're being we're being exceedingly careful about standing questions, exceedingly uh, careful. So, but, but, but back to Congress. Now, for those who prefer the amendment to, to be concrete at the outset, Congress, every two years, uh, members of Congress, typically Republicans, proposed a balanced budget amendment, fiscal responsibility amendment. Another one is going to be proposed. Uh, uh, it's just about to be launched in the U.S. Senate uh, this year. There will be concrete, specific language in that. So, so if you propose, that the trouble is Congress can't get to two-thirds or anywhere near. They've been trying since the early 1970s to get to two-thirds on a fiscal responsibility. Never approached. Never approached it.
5: So um, forgive my ignorance on this question, yeah. but if there is a convention called, would it be limited to this one issue, or is that the Pandora's box potentially That's the main <laughs> objection
2: that I'm fighting here among Republicans nationwide and in my state of New Hampshire. I'm tamping it down and and one of the ways we tamp it down, those of us who are not afraid of it whatsoever, backing up a little bit, remember where this runaway convention boogeyman scaremongering came from. It, it It originated in the 1960s from the left in order specifically to block states from dealing with issues that a The the framers anticipated that Congress could one day become corrupt and unresponsive, exactly where we are right now, and they're trying to prevent uh, states from taking action on problems where people who prefer the status quo prefer the logjam in Congress around problems like this. this. This runaway convention boogeyman originated by the left to block a balanced budget amendment.
4: Now, I, I'm sorry, in, I got to interrupt you on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, without questioning your historical accuracy, yeah. I, I, I'm offended that you're you, that you would put that you would you would smear anyone who's opposed to this as as a leftist just because they're. Afraid no, of that's not what I said. Management.
2: I'm saying it originated from the left with a goal of uh,
4: blocking action that they. Right, they, but, they, but they I mean, the whole purpose control. of the argument is to make us feel like we're siding with the left, and and All I don't right. like that. Well, let me withdraw that and and uh, and talk concretely about the protections that are in
2: place, there's layer after layer of protections in place against a runaway convention. Layer number one, 15 states now have delegate limitation laws in place. 15, operative on the books. New Hampshire will be looking at one in this leg- legislative session, you know, hoping to become the 15th state the 16th state. New Hampshire passed one in 2015, vetoed by our governor, we couldn't quite override it. So 15 states already have the delegate limitation laws Uh, put into immediate action the ability of someone like a secretary of state or some other law enforcement officer of a state, as soon as they hear about a delegate raising a question about wanting to talk about the Second Amendment, that delegate limitation law empowers someone in that particular state to remove and replace that delegate immediately. This convention of states will be online. There's no question about it. (laughs) The detection of uh, delegates going off the reservation trying to breach subject matter limitation will be detected within minutes. 15 states have in place action not requiring subsequent legislative action in New Hampshire, and all other states without delegate limitation laws. These delegates, and this is a layer of protection, these delegates are agents of the state legislature, agents to do the bidding of that state legislature, which is expressed in, in, in most of the cases with respect to the fiscal responsibility, expressed the intent to have a convention of states limited to the subject. So should a delegate breach the application of a state by raising a question, for example, about the second amendment, that state legislature could go back into session or emergency session and remove uh, that legislature, move and replace. So that's layer one of protections. Layer two, should, should Congress do what the Supreme Court hopefully will order to do, count the applications, aggregate them by subject matter, adding the plenaries to the limited subject matter uh, fiscal responsibility. Should Congress then go ahead and launch a convention to propose amendments without the subject matter limitation in that aggregation, Congress would be forbidden from doing that. There would be litigation about it. If, If Congress launched a convention to pose amendments without the state subject matter limitation in the applications, there would be immediate limitation uh, litigation back before the Supreme Court to block that from happening. That's, uh, that's barrier number is Isn't two. that the
4: whole issue in the first place, though? I mean, we've litigated that Congress doesn't have the power to spend most of the money that it spends, and the courts have ruled against us. How, how is that litigation check gonna help us?
2: Well Congress Congress is doing what it's doing right now legally. Congress has the power to spend and borrow.
4: No, it doesn't have the it has to spend on not any limited enumerated purposes.
2: Well that right. those those are tougher questions. Those are much but but Congress has the ability to pass budgets and but borrow that's money. your whole point
4: though, right? That it'll yeah. be an enumerated yeah. power of, right. of what the convention can do. And if they go beyond that, there'll be litigation. Well, yeah. we already have that. That's exactly the problem we're trying to address. I don't understand how litigation is gonna fix, fix it there when litigation hasn't fixed it already.
2: I'd like to differentiate between you know, structural language in the constitution and language which requires lots of interpretation. So for example, the first amendment, the right of assembly, the right to speak. So there's been massive amounts of litigation how far does your right of speech go? That has to be that has been litigated. It, it, it's somewhat settled. So, for example, you can't uh, you can't say fire in a crowded theater. You can't uh, incite uh, you can't you can't incite criminal activity with your free speech. The, the, so, the extent to which we can frame and fashion an amendment that is more concrete, more structural, as as you folks have has advocated, the better it's going to be, and the less there'll be for the, the less of a need for litigation.
0: I have one more question, Jim. Yeah. Wait, I, mean, I haven't
2: one. gone through the layers. I, I, I haven't gone through the layers of protection, but there are more of them. Just to, to leave that question at rest for a moment. Well, i get to your question.
0: Um, yeah, because we want to move on to uh, McCarthy okay. soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love New Hampshire, as you probably know. I put more effort into New Hampshire than any other state. Yeah. But since Sununu is at best a squish, are there other AGs? There are some really strong AGs in the country right yeah. now. Are they willing to do this? Because I believe you're saying you only need one to apply to the Supreme
2: Court. Well, we we want a bunch. Uh, A conversation will be had. I just got off a call at 3 o'clock. The organizers of this effort, I'm on that call, uh, 20 of us. Uh, Indiana, uh, an AG meeting with Indiana is happening in the next week or two. See where that goes. uh, I'm going to defend Governor Sununu here. Uh, We are a New England state he's a successful governor of state. We are the number one freest state in the country year after year. We're, we're the number one freest state. Fraser Institute finds us that way. So I, I'm going to defend our governor for protecting this thing we have in New Hampshire, which is I, the third Jim, lowest combined taxes in the country. Jim, with, with all due
0: respect, yeah, defending yeah. Sununu
2: yeah. Um, on this
0: show, and to me, I, I yeah. assume Melissa Blasek would virulently argue with you. I would assume a state that was locked down unconstitutionally for a yeah. year would argue with you. Sanunu, let's see, uh, should we go to the Noble Nine and tell me Sanunu defends the Constitution? I think Sununu is a horrific rhino who couldn't give a damn about freedom in New Hampshire. It He's got his sights in Washington, yeah. and no, he doesn't believe in anything. I, so I don't, I don't buy Sununu. I wouldn't defend Sununu as far as I could throw him.
2: All right, well, And I
0: follow follow New Hampshire politics very,
2: very closely. I'm I'm hyper aware of of that debate inside my Republican Party, just just as you are. I'm very aware of it. I'm I'm defending him uh, for what he has done well. I I know that people were very unsatisfied with the lockdowns and the masking and the the shutdowns of restaurants. All of
0: which were unconstitutional, but nobody could do anything about.
2: Well, the legislature did. Uh, our New Hampshire legislature did everything it could, given given the number of Republicans in office at the time,
0: which was very little because Sununu took power as a dictator for sixteen yeah, yeah. months.
2: But well, look, so, let me let me let me position. But one I, one. the only
0: reason I'm saying about Sinunu yeah. is there probably are some really good AGs that would be much right. lower fruit to pick.
2: Yeah. yeah no, we so, we are soliciting all over the country right now. We we'd like to have multiple AGs. Representing states that have full standing uh, when when this uh, matter is filed, there's no doubt about it. Why would a state
0: not have standing?
2: Well, for example, it might have a rescinded uh,
4: application.
0: Okay, but all the ones
4: or if they didn't file an application, right? But all
0: the ones who have a current application would have the same standing. So, for instance, well, we're
2: not we're not not including states with plenary applications like New York State. We're not including them as having clear uh, clear and ambiguous standing we're we're, we're going to argue that you can combine and aggregate the plenaries with the limited subject matter, but we don't feel that the plenary states uh, should be the main filers. I mean, so we're do not, you, we're not do you
5: think there. that that argument is going to win the day before the Supreme Court? Because I could easily see them using that and, and saying, no, these are not the same applications.
2: Uh, right. I, I can refer you to a detailed uh, uh, examination by what many of us think is the leading constitutional scholar in article five, Rob Nadelson. He published a lengthy, I think it's 17 or 19 pages long on exactly the question of plenary ab- aggregations and it's it's in the material I sent you in a hyperlink, read it. The court, we hope the Supreme Court will wrestle with that question. It will be argued, there's no question about it. All right.
0: Are Texas and Florida in on this?
2: Uh, I'd have to look. At the list of states, and again, that list of states—the updated list uh, that the movement has assembled—is in a hyperlink on the document I've sent you, folks. And you can click on that, and you can you can look at any subject matter, count the states, the date of of the applications, rescission mm-hmm. dates, uh, uh, thresholds uh, in excess of thirty-four, and the the movement below thirty-four and threshold. Beautiful, beautiful spreadsheet. Check it out. It's in it's in the document I sent you with a hyperlink.
4: Isn't mm-hmm. the most important <laughs> safeguard that even if the conven even if the convention became a runaway convention, you still need three quarters of the states right to to ratify any changes. Thank you. That is that that seems to be the biggest safeguard. I mean I've challenged almost everything you've said, but I mean that seems like the 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 biggest point in your favor. The only reason
0: I don't buy that one, Ed, is because there's going to be horse trading. And when this horse trading, they're going to come back and say, this is the best we're going to get, take it. And then people are going to give in
2: on certain things.
4: Three quarters of the states are going to vote for it. I mean, what are we going to do? That's,
2: that's life. If I had, if I, and thank you for saying that, because I had gone through all eight layers of protection, that is the, the, the most rock solid layer of protection. We have the hardest to amend constitution in the free world. And it makes it so that any amendment that could ever get three quarters of states. Remember, it takes only thirteen of ninety-nine legislative bodies to kill any proposed amendment. Thirteen of ninety-nine. Let's say an amendment got got out. Got, got a horse got out of the barn on the Second Amendment. Through all these other layers of protection, there is no conceivable way you're not going to find thirteen legislative bodies in this United States, America, to kill that thing stone dead. And and that will. That will cause the delegates at the amending convention to recognize they have got to produce a product that is going to be broadly uh, accepted, supported, arguably by big supermajorities across the political spectrum. So the three-quarter state is is is
4: our, our most right. that's that's definitely the most important safeguard. Yeah. yeah. I just, you know, I I just go back to what I said at the beginning. You know, why why have these guys hash it out and debate it in in you know, in a convention when you can do it right now with no pressure. And, you know, you figure out what, do, what is it we want to put before the American people instead of, yeah. you know, making us hold our breath and wonder what are you, you know, what are they doing behind those closed doors? Yeah,
0: then, wouldn't they hash it out anyway? What's the difference?
2: Well, note, note that Congress is does this every two years, they're, they're advocates of the fiscal responsibility amendment, they have produced language before Congress Every there's going to be another one coming up. So that process has been going on for 35 or 40 years of shaping the language of this amendment uh, in public for the public to look at. So I I advocate those who'd like to see concrete language right now, it does exist. Congress just can't get to two-thirds. So I I, want to just, if I could... Yeah, but I mean, you're
4: calling for a convention to figure out the the language. I mean, it would be different if you said, here is the amendment. This is... Especially when you when you don't have people yeah. jumping on board for, for a convention yeah. of states. Yeah. You know, one way to get people to jump on board is to come up with simple, clear language yeah. that explains what you're doing. Yeah. And people can look at it and say, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Whereas if you just say, well, yeah. we're going to have a, a convention to talk about what we want to do. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot harder to get people on board for that, I, I would yeah. think.
2: Well, I've I've got my Dave Walker, and I have a preferred set of language. It's only three very short paragraphs, uh, and we and and we float that all over the place. <laughs> there are differences of opinion, uh, and, and and the problem is also if if you if you lock that language down at the outset, right now U.S. term limits is doing that with the term limits language. Okay, uh, twelve. Uh, I think it's twelve and. Twelve years for U.S. Senate, and I think it's eight years there for, for for the House. If you lock that down at the outset, you create opponents that would otherwise not be in opposition. Should they feel they have an opportunity to fully air in in, in a protracted setting, in a protracted, but you can, very call, setting.
4: you can still call for a convention and say, you know, we want to discuss yeah. this proposed amendment and maybe yes. edit it, maybe fix yeah. it, right? But if you concretize it, you make yep. it clearer to people why it's necessary and what good can come of it. Whereas yeah, sure. right now, it, the the only thing that's clear are, are the the downsides, you know, all yeah, the sure. fears of, I mean, and even those aren't fear, but I mean, fears yeah. by nature don't have to be clear. Yeah. You know, the the fear of a runaway convention is real. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't think that, I mean, I have a little bit of that fear. I mean, I'm not as yeah. scared of it as most, but um, yeah, yeah. you know, it, the way to counterbalance that fear is yeah. to shed light on exactly what you're going to do instead of just saying, well, it's going to be on this general subject matter. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you make a good point, but may,
2: may I retract any implication that I made that people on the right, Republicans, conservatives, don't have valid concerns that need full airing about the runaway convention? I, I want to retract that implication. I just was stating where it originally
3: came from. Fair um, enough. Yep, And uh, so thank you for allowing me to do that. I personally have never yeah. worried about a runaway convention. I, I thought that was all, uh, you know, uh, a lot of nonsense. If either the convention pays attention to its charter, in which case yeah. we may or may not get that amendment or the convention, you know, does like the original constitutional convention did and goes and be basically creates a new form of government, in which case, if thirty-eight states approve it, then you know there's nothing we can do about it. Uh, I, you
2: yeah, know, I been, I
3: don't worry about that at all. Yeah,
2: there have been forty-one multi-state conventions dating before and after our Constitution was ratified. Forty-one of them documented that the scholars have yeah. unearthed. Not a single. I mean, one the had...
3: original Constitutional Convention was a runaway convention. Well, it Let's, wasn't. You again, know, you know. They were your... they were told to reform the Articles of Confederation. They didn't do that. It a all new system of government. well there, there were there um, were
2: two there were two parts to that. there there was, a, there, was a, there was the state go back to the scholarship on it. The scholarship shows that that even was not a runaway. and the Constitution did not exist at the time that process happened. We didn't have the two-thirds uh, majority required or the the unanimity. so 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 uh, the scholarship on that shows that the, the forty one, multi-state conventions we've had both before and after the Constitution was ratified, including the Constitutional Convention, none of them ran away from the state applications. All of them adhered to the applications. So the, so the history is we know how these state multi-state conventions work. There's a well-oiled, it's not written into the Constitution, but the framers knew very well of it because there were many of them before the Constitution was ratified. They didn't feel the need to prescribe, you know, one state one vote uh, how many delegates so so all of that i think the supreme court will leave its hands off and the delegates will use the processes that have been used for 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 you know two and a half centuries
0: okay folks I want to thank Jim and I want to move yeah. on because we got a lot of great topics. Jim, you're more than welcome yeah. to stay. In my ridiculously humble, uneducated opinion, that was an excellent presentation of a topic with which I don't agree, which I, I thank you very, very much for. Um you came to the Lion's Den. Not mm-hmm. sure, not sure if you expected lions. And I'm gonna link everything that you sent, um, obviously, you know, on, on our show notes after the show. Thank so. you.
4: Thank you, Jim. Thank you both for your presentation and for the, the hard work you're doing. Yeah. You know, whether we disagree or not, we know, yeah. I, I don't think anybody here disagrees that you're fighting the same battle that we're fighting for. Yeah. We have yeah. the same goal. We may have different yeah. means yeah. of getting there, but, but you're doing something. Yeah, I mean, I,
3: I appreciate all of Jim's work. I think uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really very happy for what he's doing. And, and uh, I don't I don't disagree at all. I mean, you got to do something. This is something, and it's better than, you know, talking on a podcast every week. So good for you, Jim. I hope you
4: take Ed Powell's suggestion. I really like that suggestion, Ed, about uh, structural structural reform that requires the states, the state legislatures to approved debt increases. Right. That seems exactly. like a really good idea to me. Is, well, I
0: guess I should ask one more question, just That's
4: clearly on the table. That
2: approach, clearly on the table. Let's
0: say somebody wanted to get super involved in this, what would
2: they yeah. do? Well choose your favorite uh you've got you've got four or five major movements. And if you're if let's let's limit your question just to balance budget and fiscal responsibility or your your the, movement.
0: Let's say I like your number. movement.
2: Right two things you can do. Get your state to add itself as having a live application. If your state does not have a live application, again, you can look at the hyperlinks. And uh, in the document I've sent you, you can see if your state has one. And push your legislature, if it has a live application or if it doesn't, to pass and ratify a uh, delegate limitation law, because that does create more comfort among people concerned about the runaway problem having the legislature have an automatic process to instantly remove a runaway delegate. That, that does create more comfort with this process. So those are two ways to get involved
1: Bro, that's awesome.
2: in your state. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. Great. Thanks, Jim. Yep. Yeah. Thank Bye. you, Jim.
1: Thank you.
0: Who's itching to talk about the uh, Irish that are running the country? <sighs>
3: I know that it's damn Irish, man. And Everybody I used to think it was the that. Jews. Everybody used to think it's the Jews who run the country, but we've got McCarthy, uh, McConnell, McDaniel. It's a damn Irish who run in the country. Are you Irish Ed? No. Oh. Well, sort of, one-sixteenth.
0: That's better than uh, Pocahontas. Seven
3: yeah times. Well, you know, I, I, I think... Uh, I think we could do without all three of our Irish overlords, to be honest. Um, But I think uh, the Republicans are the party of losers, and so they're going to, you know, end up keeping all three. Okay. Although McCarthy just lost vote number six, so no, number seven. No, he's
1: at seven now.
3: What I heard he was at seven. They just
1: called a recess till eight o'clock. Yeah.
0: Wait a minute, he yeah. lost seven or oh. he lost six?
1: He lost four yesterday and then three today.
0: He lost three today. Wow, I'm two behind already. Wow.
1: Yeah, so they've gone all into right. recess till eight o'clock. So okay. he's, is, your, he's your biggest loser of the week, obviously. Is there I mean, anybody... the whole Republican Party right now is the biggest loser because this is just a waste of flipping time, all of it.
0: Okay, is there anybody here who doesn't think they should fight to get him out? Say that again? Uh, yes. I know, there the were time. way too many negatives. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> Among us five. Is there anyone who believes we should just let McCarthy keep the office or have the
4: office?
1: I think he needs to keep it. He's what what does he got to do up there? Like, what is he gonna do? He's not on any committees in that position. What I mean, yeah. He needs to on it. Honestly,
4: I think that the the problem isn't that the that the rebels are challenging. The problem is that the rebels have no plan to win.
1: Exactly. They
4: have, they have 20, they have 20 votes to 202. And even if you just look at the, the Freedom Caucus has 44 or 45 members, they don't even have a majority of the Freedom Caucus. So there's no chance that they're going to get one of theirs elected. What they needed to do and what they need to do is have their list of demands, make them clear and understandable to the public, and lay them out and say, this is what we want. Give us this and we'll put McCarthy in as, as speaker.
1: But That's, that's what they've happened. But that's what they've been saying when they're doing these interviews with like Bobert and all that. She's laying stuff out, but there's no end result. But why isn't
4: there a piece of paper showing a list of five demands or 10 demands, whatever it is? Because
1: I don't think they're all in agreement as to what those demands even are. I think they're all individual.
4: so then, they just are on a su- they're on a suicide mission. Then
1: they are. I mean, it's all as far as I can tell from every little thing that I've listened to them say. It's all individual wants. And I want this. I want this committee. I want this. It's not a cohesive thing where they're all together saying, I, "Hey, you want the twenty of us?"
5: This I mean, I think we do. they they did want some rule changes, and from what I heard, they had been negotiating with McCarthy from back dating back to last summer.
1: But didn't he already oh. agree to that rule change?
5: I, you know, again, like this, comes down, this is like the same discussion we were just having, like, wh- where's the teeth if, if they're going to come to an agreement within the party about what, what the Freedom Caucus members want, the 2020 20 rebels want, you know, what's to prevent McCarthy from from flipping anyway, after they come to some sort of an agreement. That's what I said. Mike, yeah, yeah, what I mean, side
0: are you on on
5: this? Are you? I mean, listen, I mean, I'm sympathetic to, to what the 20 are doing. But again, I mean, it's not like they're out there winning a PR battle over this either.
4: So I, I don't mean. How can they win a PR battle when they haven't even identified what it is that they want? And and worse, and that's see, this is what's worse about it, because they haven't listed their demands in a clear way for people to understand. They have opened themselves up to the accusation that this is just about personal profit, personal gain. hundred oh, percent. I want to be on. I want to be on a committee. I want to gavel. I want this. They should have list. They should. And it's not too late. They should just list what their demands are. McCarthy, you want to be speaker? Here's what we want. And then it's up to him. And if he says no, then you say, well, we're just going to keep voting no. We can do no and just like you can.
0: So then you'd be OK with that.
4: You know what? Unlike, unlike uh, Gina, I- I'm not embarrassed at all by this. And I don't think this is a waste of time at all. Every day they waste on this is a day that they can't do other damage. <laughs> so let them do this for as long as they need to do.
0: Okay, um, I Mike, think I
3: mentioned in the chat, like in 2011, something like that. the The Belgian Parliament was uh, was hung and they couldn't form a government for well over a year. Stop right there! Yes, nothing
0: you just, terrible. Not, like. You just advocated <laughs> violence. You said they should be hung. I'm not allowed to say that on the show.
5: <laughs> Mike, banned from YouTube. <laughs> yeah, Mike, where do you stand? Are you with Ed and Gina? No, I think Ed's. Uh... You know, point is very fair. I mean, if, if you're going to sit there and obstruct this, then you need to publicly say what it is that you want and say what it is that you're not getting, well, you know, right? I mean, they, they again, I heard they were negotiating with McCarthy from last summer. But again, you got to come public. You got to say, this is what we want. These are the rules changes to what we want. This is not in the best interest of, uh, of the country. Wow. And then we'll vote for you. So I'm yeah, the only guy like, who disagrees be- with you guys
0: then, huh?
1: I guess. I mean, the only but thing I hear them saying, way. I
0: think their demand is very clear. We are not going to elect somebody who's been doing the same old, same old, same old, and under no circumstances will we allow the same old, same old. And we're going to stand. So what are they going to do? You're going I mean, to get a,
4: you're going to get a McCarthy okay. clone to replace him. I mean, that's that's the thing, man. Then and I've I've said it, else. Then they need to put somebody else up who they
5: think can win. And
4: Any
0: who- time an incumbent goes down, it's, if nothing else, that message is strong. You can't have a guy like McCarthy who has rhinoed his way through. There's a list out there, the 10 things he screwed the Republicans with. If we allow McCarthy to take this job, there's no point in sending anybody to Congress. Congress, they're very specific on what they want. Congress votes on absolutely nothing. The Speaker of the House comes and says, this is what you will do. And that has been going on for years. They said there hasn't been an amendment allowed on the floor in something like 10 years. That is very specific. Okay, but Stephen, that's one of the demands. That's fair, Stephen,
4: but let let me ask you, okay, we've asked, who 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 are the rebels willing to put up as an alternative? Jim
0: Jordan. uh,
4: But Jim Jordan doesn't want it that's not true either, that
0: jim jordan doesn't want it jim jordan doesn't
1: he doesn't said want he doesn't to be, it and he's the one that got up there and he's gave being
0: political he's he he being political it. he doesn't want to be eviscerated they've all been threatened listen you think
1: he's got more power student, as the,
0: student, no i didn't say if i want him he said what do they want i don't care if it's andy biggs frankly i don't
4: care if it's gina walker i no, don't care who it is who, no well, then put trump in about, there no, there you no, go but be, you need to be specific who should they who should they say not mccarthy but we'll accept this person Who's not a swamp creature? They've already they? said that. Who? They said Jim Jordan. I don't understand. Wait, what you're not going to get not going to get the support. Even if Jim
0: Jordan he's wanted it, called. he
4: doesn't command a majority. Right. You, okay. I I don't know why. Maybe you either. because commi-
1: why would you not want him on the committees? Why okay. would you pull him away from where either, he's at? Either
0: I'm stupid or I'm smart. Those are the two possibilities. You're both. You're both. <laughs> no, I could be both. Yeah. I follow Israeli politics more than anybody I know. And this is the way Israeli politics work. What's going to happen is if McCarthy can't win, something else will happen. Just like Bennett became prime minister with six seats out of 120. They're saying very simply, we will never allow McCarthy. The minute McCarthy gives up, which he has to do sooner or later, trust me, somebody better Will come and then they have a choice. Either we vote for him or we vote for Hakeem Jeffries. And if the Republicans want to vote for Hakeem Jeffries, let them. And guess what? Why wouldn't it be
4: someone like Elise Stefanik or Steve Scalise or some other swamp creature who is going to be just as bad?
0: All of them are slightly better than McCarthy just by the fact that McCarthy is the machine guy par excellence and they're 2% less machine guy. The point is they're making, I I think um, it's important to make a stand for, I would never let him in. I I think
3: the, um, uh, someone, you know, if this goes on for a while, some one will break either the, the 20 will break or the McCarthy will break. And I, I did suggest the other day that, uh, in each, uh, in each round after a couple of days of doing this, that, um, one of the holdout Republicans vote for Jeffries, and so you know for the next round, two thirteen for Jeffries. The next two fourteen for Jeffries. The next two fifteen for Jeffries, and that that would concentrate Kevin McCarthy's uh, and the Rhino's attention because they are in it for their own enrichment, not so much for the country, and and so they really. They really, really want the committees. Um, I I don't think McCarthy is going to be any different than Jeffries from the standpoint of uh, American liberty or spending or, you know, foreign policy or anything like that. So I think the idea of saying, fine, we'll just we'll just have Jeffries in. I mean, he's a horrible person. Right. I mean, no question about it. Um, I think, you know, once they get the 217 for Jeffries, um, I, I think. That and they say, like you know, next vote it's going to be him, or or we figure something out. I think uh, Kevin McCarthy will, um, would you know he's a wuss; he's going to cave. But unless the Republican uh, rebels are willing to do that, are willing to put Jeffries in, if McCarthy doesn't cave, then um, he's not you know he he doesn't have any incentive to cave. And right. as far as who would be better than him, anybody in the Freedom Caucus would be better than him.
4: Well, yeah, anybody. anyone in the Freedom Caucus would be better than him, but they're not going to get a majority of votes. For the See, Freedom I disagree
3: Caucus. with that. Yeah. I, I totally disagree
0: with that. I think they will if McCarthy if McCarthy's out. I don't understand. This is the one time where people are actually taking a stand to force a major change in Congress. Just the one simple thing, let us read a bill before we vote on it. Why are we okay with with giving in on that? Why don't we say do want to make who a stand said we, who said right out on this. What other stand could they make? Are you saying they should only make the stand if Jim Jordan stands up and says I do want it? No, no. one's going to do that. No yeah. one's going to on
4: I said that they should have a list of demands. 72 hours. Frankly, I don't think 72 hours is a long enough period of time no, to shouldn't. read a 4000 page bill. Right. I think it should be even longer than that but actually that, I
0: think it should be illegal to have any bill with more than one subject and I know that that's been pushed in Congress before as well but the point is here they're at least making a stand let's stop doing what we're doing right. and so, if they, and if they that don't should make be on a the stand, list of demands
4: work. that I proposed there should be a list of two or three or five or ten things this is what we want put this in the rules put this in the in, into practice. And we'll vote for you.
0: So, are you upset but... that they haven't published this in a newspaper what they're demanding? Because I think they're all out there saying what they're demanding.
1: Yeah, but they're not cohesive. That's the thing, Steve. They're all out they're for cohesive. themselves. It does matter because if you're standing on something, you those. are standing up for something. But you're not standing for something. What do what you the think they're not
0: standing for? You think that this is they're subhead? not.
1: They're not together. They are more divisive than ever. Like seriously.
0: Yeah, like I think listen, she's By right. the way, I really hate to tell you something, but I remember from 1940 to 1945. I'm not sure that the uh, allies got along all that well. And I don't think the generals got along all that well. But that was the only way to defeat Hitler. And you know what? I don't care if they're all going in different directions. If this is the way to say no more, no mas. But, it,
1: but it's no something. more okay, no but, more to what? No more to what? Where they've all, had, they've all said, we want come... to drain the swamp. We want to do this. But not one of them will tell you, what is the swamp? What is it that they're fighting? I don't, what, what is I'm it? Hearing. Because they haven't I, said nothing. Because they've said nothing.
0: I hear them saying things.
1: What are they saying? They're saying the term the swamp. I can say that all flipping day long. No,
0: I hear them saying that they need to be on the rules committee because the rules committee is specifically responsible for not letting any amendment that anybody's tried over the years. So I have, they say all say, have they all said that?
1: Have they all said that? Every single I don't, I don't, one of them have come if, out and said that.
0: Frankly, I have a life. I don't care if they've all right, said that.
1: Right, but this is what I'm saying. If they were cohesive, you would know that. And they would come out with it a statement. It doesn't matter like that is saying,
0: McCarthy is status quo. Do we like status quo?
1: They're all status quo, just about, except for a handful of them. A handful. The fact that somebody
0: changes means status quo has been broken. That's what that means. You think Netanyahu didn't get a message in Israel losing? You think he didn't get a message that the status quo was changed? The message is very strong status quo changes. And we can't allow the status quo. The status quo is they just passed another four thousand page bill they've been doing when is the last time okay. we had a budget i no, think you said it's well Stephen, what
4: ryan changed money. when 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 the, they mutinied against boehner and got ryan in what changed because they took
0: ryan and ryan well, what was changed worse. nothing and, changed and everybody admitted ryan was worse and by the way what they're saying now is the reason fox is so much on mccarthy's side is because fox is run by paul ryan so you're right nothing changed because we got paul ryan but we're not going to get a paul ryan and if okay get, so say
1: you say you get bryson donnellan or whatever his name from florida What's right. going to change? If he gets in, what changes?
0: What changes is that from now on we do not vote on bills within three days of them being stuck on the floor. And if that alone changes, that's something. If even that changes, that's something. Frankly, if anything changes, that's something. Okay, right now, we are run, the whole country is run, like Ed said, by the couple of MCs, McConnell and McCarthy. Make make triple. A deal and we give everything up and they steal money from us. Any change is good. Congress supposedly has favorability ratings in the toilet. It's not true because we vote for the same people every time, but something has to change. I see 20 people saying we're going to put our necks on the line to say no mask, and we don't even back them. I don't care if they don't agree with each other. I am backing them. I just don't yeah, see how I they have a all the victory.
4: Right. I mean, if they were making that argument, Stephen, that's part of the argument towards victory, but I, first of all, I yeah. think
0: that is the argument they're making, because the little bit I've listened to them, that is the argument they're making. And second, I think of all, anything I think, they're, I think
3: is always good. I, I think Gina is right in that the 20 rebels are not themselves unified on anything other than not voting for McCarthy. I think yeah. if they had a cohe- if they had a tw- if those 20 people had a coherent position that um, was positive rather than just negative they might be able to attract more and let's just let me finish for a second and the second thing is i think that if they continue to not vote for mccarthy i think that um mccarthy will eventually some person some compromise candidate will emerge and mccarthy will do it so it's it's all about will are you willing to like continue to not vote for mccarthy as long as it takes and if you are and they really mean it, then he is well, not going to be speaker. And it's they it. candidate. They've done it. Can done I give it example? The last Israeli election
0: before this one was run on three words rock, low, Bibi, just not Bibi. And you know what? Lapid and the Arabs and all of the other parties agreed on absolutely nothing, but they won an election and won every single office because they hated Bibi. It only lasted for 16 months or so. But the point is, it did work. And yes, saying just not McCarthy is enough to send the message and somebody will rise because McCarthy's not going to take this humiliation forever. I couldn't care less if this is voted on 100 times. Who cares? Well, I'm not I'm not upset by confusion and all these other stupid things. And the fact that Fox News and all of the establishment people are out against these 20 makes me think they're for sure right. I don't care
5: if they agree. Well, we know they're right. <sighs> So I don't care okay. if they're not totally on the same page.
4: Right. You, <laughs> I can think that they're right, but think that their tactics are stupid.
1: Yeah. Well, think about, think about, think about what Trump did a few weeks ago, right? He, he came out with all this talk and you're thinking he's going to address policy change or something. And what does he do? He comes out talking about flipping trading cards, Right. He didn't do that the right way. He should have came out and said the policies he wants to run on. That should have been his. OK, the fact
0: that Trump is on McCarthy's side is another reason not to be on McCarthy's side.
1: (laughs) I'm just saying Like he went about that the wrong way, where he yeah. should have put forth his policy change and what he wants to institute. That should have been the focus, not look at me, look and at me, I'm way, a flipping superhero. That, and that's what the 20 are doing.
0: You're right. And, and because of that, he lost a lot of support. You're yes. Right? And you're that's right. what,
1: why a lot of people are like looking at these 20 saying, come on, you're wasting a crap load of time because what, none wait, of you are, what are they wasting
0: time. By the way, can somebody please explain to me what power the house has on its own right now?
1: A whole lot of nothing.
0: A lot of nothing. So, what are we wasting time about?
4: They can call hearings. Why are we upset about that? Let them do nothing. Do nothing. I don't not gonna, they waste
0: time. There's nothing. What are they going to do? Biden, so Biden is going hearings
4: lose, in three weeks. So why? do is nothing. Veto anything good that would come out. Uh, Schumer is not going to let anything good come to the floor in the Senate. The less they do, the better. I mean, the, again, there's very except for hearings, which I happen to be pro hearings.
0: But if that starts in three weeks, who cares? I think it's great to show that somebody has a principle. The problem in Congress has been for a very long time, which is why I try to convince everybody not to run for Congress, is you are sat down day one and you were told this is what you will do. Don't do it. You will end up like MTG, who, guess what, is now sucking up to McCarthy. So nobody in Congress votes. Their yeah, own. And
3: embarrassing herself in the process. It's not like I'm going to vote for McCarthy because I think of the choices we have, he's the best one, which I mean, that's a defense. Possible position. Ooh, I put suppose out? I want to
1: she,
3: she is just going crazy against the twenty rebels and in favor of McCarthy in such a way as she's making complete fool of herself to anyone who has been her fan over the years, and of which I consider myself one. I'm I'm really disappointed in MTG. I
0: don't. Does she thinks she one, thinks the she, left on the left, the rhinos are going to love her now. Is that what she
3: thinks? I don't know what she thinks, but what I think is that she's uh, she's really ruined her reputation as an outsider, not for voting McCarthy. I get that. You can do that. That's fine. Uh, But for going so all in on McCarthy, that it's um, going nuclear on the rebels. Yeah, going nuclear on the rebels. That's unnecessary.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't get what she's doing on that. All right. Have we beaten McCarthy to death?
4: I think that I'll just say that I think that her going nuclear on the rebels was just as unnecessary as Trump coming out from McCarthy. Trump should have just kept his mouth shut, not said anything.
5: Ed?
1: Well, there's there's already Ed? something going on. It's a, a fake meat
0: I have a great idea. It's a procedural idea. We'll call it a structural idea to make Ed P. happy.
4: Okay. I am going to take
0: a recording of that three second clip. Trump should just keep his mouth shut.
4: And all you
0: have to do is hold up a finger from now on until 2024 and I will just play it over and over again, because that, that is the message. He should just keep his mouth shut period. All right. Speaking of period DeSantis, speech yesterday, any surprises,
2: any highlights, any lowlights?
1: Didn't see it.
4: Yeah. Didn't see it. Nobody saw it. I did hear it. Um, Sounds like he's running for president. I mean, he took a strident tone. He took a confident tone. Uh, I think, I think he's showing political wisdom in not weighing in on, say, the McCarthy battle. You know, that's what Trump should have done. It's not his fight. He, you know, there are other fights that are his fight that he should bring bring up. You know, I mean, I can just, you know, put my number one finger up again, uh, but. Uh, Desantis gave a good rousing speech. He showed that he can, uh, you know, that he can give a good talk. You know, the way same thing I told Jim earlier when we talked about convention of states. Republicans are great talkers, great talkers, and great at setting meetings and having hearings. But let's let's see what they do. Desantis, well, has DeSantis
0: did he, do plenty for Florida.
4: I was gonna say, I was saying, Desantis has done, but okay, you know, it, it's oh. it, it's the next step now. It's what have you done for me lately? So he's going to have to keep going.
0: I mean, I thought it was funny. I didn't want to listen to the speech. It happened to be preempting something I was listening to. So I said, "Okay, it must be fate. Um, I thought it was a good speech. I thought it was a little too heavy on one-liners. But I thought overall it was a really good speech. Yes, you get the impression he's running for president. But why wouldn't he want you to have that impression? And he's, at least for the moment, the best we've got, I think. So like you say, let him go further, but. At the moment, he's the best we got with a record. So, and everything he said he did, he did, as far as I can tell. I don't think he made anything up in that speech. And a matter of fact, I think he actually did go to a good college and did well, unlike certain other people, which brings me back to my congressman. <laughs> we think he's George Santos.
3: <laughs> uh, hey, 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 he's Jew-ish. ish Right. Ish. He's too. <laughs> he claims, and I don't know whether this is true. He claims that, uh, you know, he has some sort of, of Jewish heritage, even though he's a Roman Catholic. It's, it's mm-hmm. just like if I were to say, well, you know, my, my one sixteenth uh great uh, grandmother um, who, who was Irish from Ireland and was a Catholic, I could say I'm Catholic ish, mm-hmm. ish because I have this, Catholic, uh, no. Irish heritage. Maybe he
5: was just back. following uh, Elizabeth Warren's footsteps there a little bit. Mm, mm,
3: mm. Personally, no. I don't vote, care. It doesn't vote, matter to me. Bocahuntas. Bocahuntas. Vote, the, the, the Vote about next election if you don't like him. Who cares? Just that's It's a non-story. What's, Nobody what's, cares. Politicians what's the lie. problem? is yeah, exactly. They all dog bites man. Elected. Who cares? Yeah. They all lie yeah. to get elected. Ethics walking committee, in Biden's footsteps.
1: Come
0: on. Does the Ethics Committee have... Um, what's where jurisdiction or whatever a better
3: word is over what the ethics is committee is just the ethics committee is just like the um UN's human rights committee. Right? Oh, I agree I mean, with they've, you. They put all the most unethical people on it uh and, and I it,
0: who cares, you know? Let, no, I'm just curious when they say they're going to investigate, did, can they even investigate stuff that happened before he's in Congress like even officially? Mm-hmm.
4: Of course, they're the human beings, they can do whatever
3: they want, but they're not going to expel them from Congress, it takes two-thirds, so it's just stupid.
4: Green. Well, what's even more stupid is the Democrats lie just as much, I mean, if we were going to make lying about your resume grounds for removal from office, Biden should be impeached tomorrow.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, Biden's
4: been lying yeah. for 50 years about everything.
0: Info. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> Blumenthal? Blumenthal. Blumenthal.
3: Yes. Yes. Elizabeth Warren. I mean, geez, I, if, if I, I'd rather have corn pop as president, if if corn pop existed. Right. I mean, that's it's it's nuts. So I this is all this is all just stupid made up stuff. And if yes, anything, he lied. Who cares?
0: He's supposedly gay, at least part time. And yet still they're going after him. So that doesn't seem to be
3: protecting him. Which part of him is gay, though? I don't know. Apparently, he didn't.
0: The story was he didn't show up with his husband. Oh. So, I don't know. I'm I'm a little confused by all of this, obviously. (sighs) It's just unbelievable. All right. Let's pick up on all the stories we didn't when we have a few minutes left.
5: Yeah. Well, I've got one. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you, Mike. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to quickly bring up uh, the whole fallout, if you will, of uh, DeMal, uh Hamlin, who was went to pit like I did. Uh, who, of course, is the uh, the football player who had cardiac arrest on the field. And uh, the big issue to me is the me- the media because I didn't hear anyone, not a soul, not even on Fox News, bring up the VAXX. Until T- Tucker carlson the next night, and you know I don't know what happened. It, it may it may have been just a total freak thing. I mean, basically, what there's three scenarios, right? There's either the freak thing—he got hit in the heart, you know, uh, stop. The right place or, at the right
4: time, right.
5: or the the vax, which we assume he got because he's in the NFL and they've made everybody get it, was a contributing factor, or it was the. Or it was mainly because of the vax, but to not even bring the question up as a possibility, and just to say say it's um, what is it called? Promotion quarters. quarters promotion quarters. And, and that's it. It's just it, it's just amazing where we are in the media today. I mean, it's not shocking. Of and course, and if you bring it up, fact, you're heartless. Yeah, I mean, to not even be allowed to raise the question, knowing what we know of what's happened around the world with athletes, young male athletes in pristine health, you know, t- totally in perfect shape, dropping. And
4: again, not just perfect shape, but those guys are tested vigorously. I Right. Mean,
5: well, of course, every athlete, professional athlete, of course they are. So, again, it's it just it's just fascinating that, the you know, they didn't even want to ask the question. It wasn't even a consideration that it, it could be a possibility that the vaccine. The vaccines were the cause.
0: All right, so let me take this to other places as well. Um Rush Limbaugh, he should rest in peace. I believe was predicting years ago that football's going down. Is this going to push football going down much further? And does anybody have strong feelings about they shut the game down and they're not going to replay it?
1: I didn't well, know they weren't replaying
3: I, I certainly do. I, I I, you know, of course I feel bad for the guy, whether it was no matter what caused his um, death but um you know what, if he's not, you dead. Don't think he's he's not dead. dead if you if you Slow don't think he's dead down, you man. haven't been paying attention his momentary yeah. dead, actually but well no no he he's not coming out of this you don't, think don't think he is because he's oh no he's dead um anyway uh, I, don't know uh, I would say that in the i don't uh because yeah nine minutes
5: that's too much
1: Dude, you know what I They were alone. working, was on, dead they were you,
5: working on them for nine minutes, but Get I don't out of know. Here. How, how much how long were you dead for, it, Gina?
1: I died six times in three days and I was complete brain function gone, heart gone, everything. And I was way more than nine minutes, I'll tell you that. Way more. Well, so that's a lot
0: a miracle of stuff. Gina. Gina
3: is a miracle. Well, good then. Maybe he'll be yes. he'll recover. Yes. Just the people I've seen say it's probably not gonna happen. Anyway, let's ignore that for a moment. Um, you know, obviously, that's a bad thing. Um, but when did when did we become a country of emotional people where emotions rule everything? I think it was sad and they should have took it, taken him off the field and taken him to the hospital. and He should have gotten on with the game um, back in the day before the United States became this over emotional place where everybody's feelings are the most important thing um the you know when uh, sonny jergensen's uh, n- uh femur slap as uh, snapped remember that play back in the day um in the middle of the game uh, it was unbelievable video of his leg breaking in am thinking about joe um, theisman not sonny jergensen joe theisman yeah, i'm, I'm sorry joe theisman i i i i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm getting my quarterbacks wrong um did they well, all seemed, like, by oh, the way I'd that, that to... was
5: the the Washington Redskins just Ooh.
3: You. Yeah, the Washington Redskins. Did they all like get panicked and not have to and have to have therapy uh before they can no, they just brought in a North Quarterback and played the game. I, I, I do think the fact that they um they didn't continue the game was a it was an indicator of something in our society that is very negative. Which is this over emotional thing? Uh, poor guys in World War II, uh, you know, all their buddies were killed right in front of them. You know, their best friend's heads blown off, and they're expected to pick up their rifle and you know charge the machine gun nest. Um, and here you got a bunch of guys who are paid millions of dollars, and they can't even play football after one of their friends uh, gets seriously injured. Uh, I, I it's it's a very it's a very bad thing for the country. They should have just picked up and started the game again and continued the game till the end. Who agrees um, with that? So that is my unconventional opinion. Who
4: agrees with him?
1: I'm I, in the middle. I'm in the middle. I don't I, think. I, they, I think I, they should have played. Almost. Go ahead, Gina. I was going to say, I think they still should have played the game. I think of um, Mike Utley. He was a player on the Lions. He broke his neck during the game, and he got wheeled off the field, giving the big thumbs up that he was still, like, moving his thumb, whatever. So I I do think there should have been maybe a pause in it, a moment of silence, just like when our kids get hurt at a football game, right? Everybody takes a knee. We clap for them when they get up. I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't think it should have been canceled. I mean, I could care less about the NFL whatsoever, but – I I do give props to people coming um, together to pray that part I, I was happy about, but yeah, I think the game should have went on.
4: I I had similar thoughts to what Ed expressed when it was happening. Um, I I thought that it was an indication of the, the wussification of football that um, in the past, as Ed said that, you know, we've had serious injuries. Gina's example of Mike Utley. I remember him from the lions. You know, things like that have happened. They're horrible things, but the game goes on. Uh, my my only real disagreement is, I think that we're already, at least the football players today, were already wussed out. I don't think they could have played. I, I don't. I, I, yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe. You're
0: Whoa, right. I wasn't expecting
3: that, Ed.
4: <laughs> That's. That they was were obviously thought.
3: upset. I mean, if you look at them on the field, they were. You know, well, they were obvious. obviously upset. So I
5: have a question for uh, everybody. They were I have a CPR in front of them. <laughs>
3: I have a question.
0: Is it outrageous to think that the reason they were so upset is because they have been afraid of this whole myocarditis heart issue, and that's why it
5: hit them so hard? No, I don't think so. I think they, I, it, I think they reacted. It turns out. They reacted any way any of us would if our teammate was suddenly Down on the field. You don't think NFL players
0: are worried about heart issues with all of what's going on with the 1100 athletes, et cetera. I'm just wondering if 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 they're
5: if they're not concerned and they've all been jabbed, I I have to question their sanity a little bit. (laughs) But um, I mean, again, you're in that moment and the guy just collapses in front of you. I think you're just, you know, you're concerned. But usually,
0: okay, the reaction usually when something like that happens is it's not going to happen to me. There's that denial kicks in. And there was this overwhelming, seemingly more than usual reaction of, oh my God, we can't go on. I'm just wondering if that was 10% of it.
3: Can't say. I mean, it might be. I mean, my my dad passed away. We had his funeral and I was expected to be at work the next day. I mean, was I sad? Yes, I was. You didn't have bereavement? Was I upset? Absolutely. Um. So I, you know, I mean, I, 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 I. I don't think that's the most important story but i i am i'm saying it's a cultural indicator if this had happened in 1965 they just have played the game you're, prob- well, you're probably
5: right about that we have become feminized in a lot of ways no 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 that's think- not mike mike excuse mm-hmm. me feminine is just as strong as
0: masculine i need you to reword that <laughs>
3: Well, I, I did rework it. Yeah. I think
5: it's more the emotional. Emotionalism.
4: Yeah. I, I no, think I it's just, uh, it's not
5: infinite. Mean... Wait, wait. I mean, I got to say, there, there's virtue signaling going on too because everybody's on Twitter, everybody's on social media, and it's like yeah. you know everybody loves Jamal, somebody that they ne- they never met. <laughs> no, yeah, we all care. We don't want him to to, to die. Don't get me wrong. But I think a lot of it is virtue signaling. You have to cancel the game. The guy is dying on the field. And that's where we are. So what Ed is saying, obviously, is is accurate. Yeah, I don't think it's
4: feminine. I think it's either emotionalism, like Ed said, or my word was just wussification, which I know is not a real English word, but...
0: Well, I'm going with the wussification. I think it's a better word. Now, to my knowledge, football does play still under absolutely any weather conditions, correct?
4: Almost any. There are, mm.
0: there are some like a, uh, Yeah, I mean
5: unless there's a seven foot lizard in Buffalo. No, that they can't
0: get there, but if they're there, do I have they ever not played when they can get there because of weather?
4: Yeah, I mean, I've seen some really torrential rains where it was so bad that they stopped it. I've seen uh fog be a reason to stop a game when you just couldn't see anything. Lightning, maybe um, lightning is another one. Yes, I've seen lightning be a reason for them to stop a game. But generally speaking, you're right. They play through almost everything.
0: And that hasn't changed in the last 10 years. Because I think I it's think a good so. thing that they still don't shut down when it snows. Um, you know.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think that's I think it's a good thing. I I but I I think they are much more concerned with safety for obvious reasons. They've got all those head injuries that uh, that have happened to players um and i think they're taking that sort of safety uh quite seriously and that's and it's entirely appropriate this is not gladiatorial games this is supposed to be a sport I mean, Ed can um, but on the other hand of
0: all the players in the nfl who are playing against their will
3: yeah but they get paid millions of dollars to do they're, what there they're
0: voluntarily doing. and they want to be there so
3: I mean, um, you know, you can say, well, they haven't really been uh, they haven't really gotten informed consent about what the brain injury, brain trauma was. But, you know, I I understand. I mean,
0: you know, we, we still allow boxing. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, any comments on that Dana, whatever his name is?
1: Huh.
0: The Tell one who, the who died? The one who slapped his wife back? oh yes let like that yeah. oh, oh we? Well, let's stay away from that
4: what's to say about it
0: i'm not watching it i didn't want to watch it but
4: it's it's not right to slap your wife for any reason
0: there we go well put
5: what if,
4: what if it's why yeah,
3: that wife? that's a story and he's Don't go into it mike that <laughs> mike <laughs> it's a story, and he's I happen
0: to, to have been way back when, when I did emergency psych. I was called to a domestic violence incident <laughs> where there were no males involved, and it's. It, we'll just we'll leave it at that. Um Okay, anything else we need? I
3: have one thing to uh, you know, sort of. I missed last week. I you know this year, this 2022. I, I think the the hero of the year really is a woman named Chaya Rachik. Who goes by the nom de guerre Libs of TikTok on uh, on Twitter, and all she does is repost some of the craziest, uh, mostly sex and gender related craziness uh, from TikTok onto Twitter, you know, consolidating and show how crazy some, especially teachers, are. And so um, she she was uh, her name and, and address were were made public uh, by a Washington Post reporter last year and then she got, you know, amazing harassment. Um but at, you know, just recently she went on Tucker Carlson's uh Fox uh Nation show and she talked about herself and she's quite a lovely woman and she was on Timcast IRL uh I think Monday night um speaking with him as well and I think, you know, she's uh you know, people say, you know, what can one person do, right? But there's just one person, a mom who was, you know, concerned about her, you know, the craziness in the world. And she made a difference. And she has, you know, you know, millions of followers. She gets a lot of attention. She's now out in public, you know, using her own face and her own name um, because of the, you know, the Washington Post reporter. And, um, you know, I love her. God bless her. She's doing she's doing great work. Can you pronounce her first name? Chaya Rachik. Chaya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the <laughs> I don't yeah, have
0: yeah, a yeah. I, I, I do not. There's have only one a, reason uh, to have me on this
3: podcast, and that's to say huh. Ch-. Ch- yes, I don't have a uvula. It was surgically removed, so oh, I can't say I can't say the ch- sound properly, even if I try. So. Oh, okay. So why can't um, I
0: say ours properly?
4: <laughs> two quick know. stories that I think we missed. Uh, one, one is uh, McConnell met with Biden today to brag about Biden's infrastructure project, and he did so at a time when you have this fight going on in the House of Representatives. And far as, you know, as, insofar as earlier I was saying how I think the rebels have no strategy to win, I, I think that on the flip side, seeing McConnell get into bed with Biden this way sort of gives me pause and gives me reason to think, you know, on the on the flip side, burn the damn place down. I mean, metaphorically, of course, but um, you know, I, I can understand why the rebels would be looking at this and saying, no more, we're just not putting up with this because. You know, we, we don't want we don't like Biden and we're not going to work with Biden and we're not going to work with someone who wants to work with Biden. So I think that was a, a an important story for for today or for this week. Um, another story that came out was that the Fed is saying that they're going to continue raising rates, uh, even though it looks like we're going into a pretty deep recession. Um, ec- economic activity is slowing down again. Um, but we'll see. Uh, that's something to be watching. There's going to be a Fed meeting I believe at the end of January. I forget the exact date. Um, and we'll see where things go. Last week, we we ended the show with predictions that it was going to be a quiet two years. And I think that, you know, one week in, we already see it's not going to be a quiet two years. There's going to be a lot happening, I think.
0: Ed, okay. I'm going to channel one of my favorites on this podcast. His name's Ed Maslish. What was interesting yes. about McConnell's meeting it was almost this in your face. I don't care what you think.
4: Yep. It's just like even with everything yeah.
0: going on, screw you. I'm in
5: charge.
4: Well, right. I'll tell you. Which is why I think yeah, I mean it, it gives me sympathy for the rebels more even more than I was expressing. Right.
5: And where are the rebels in the Senate? Because you know it's one thing to to challenge McCarthy, and I get it, but you know McConnell was responsible for the, the debacle that that happened in the in the Senate. Again, you know, not to rehash everything from the, the election, but, you know, certainly a lot of the things he did undermine the GOP's uh, chances in the Senate. And, you know, to me, he, 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 he lost. He's a loser. He lost it. For them not to even replace him, that speaks volumes. Well, the point is McConnell and
0: McCarthy know how to fight and they only know how to fight people to <laughs> them. Of course. And right. McConnell knows how to beat down the ones on the other side. And he knows how to grease his own
1: palms,
5: yep, yep.
2: Gina, the thing word? is
3: that the oh. the head of the Senate and the head of the house control who is appointed to the head of the uh, republic senatorial campaign, Republican senatorial campaign committee and the House campaign committee. And that is an organization that takes in large amounts of funds from corporations and individual, wealthy individuals, and then can spend it on issue like ads, or sometimes for in a limited way, um, uh, direct advertising in, in favor of candidates. And so the heads of the parties control the money and the money is important for getting reelected, and as we saw, um, McConnell put eight million dollars into helping to reelect that fraud, Lisa Murkowski, in Alaska, rather than to help Blake Edwards or you know and you know uh, Herschel Walker is a terrible candidate anyway, or um, you know Dr. Oz, who again was a terrible Adam Laxal and a terrible person. Adam Laxalt. Now there's a guy who could have won too. So he he controls that money, but that that money comes in from the swamp, you know, from the from the uh, you know big corporations. And maybe they don't want Adam Laxalt. Maybe they told him that, and so it might not be entirely McCall's fault. But if we had someone from the Freedom Caucus in charge of the House, we potentially could have someone um, from the Freedom Caucus in charge of the. Congressional campaign committee and and get that money in and, and try and get more freedom oriented or MAGA oriented um, House candidates um, and not leave them hanging in the you know in the wind with uh, no cash. So I think that's why this fight kind of matters. And in fact, that wouldn't be a half bad solution, right? If they had, if they said, okay, uh, Ken McCarthy can be speaker, but Jim Jordan has to be the head of the to Republican Congressional Campaign Committee. That that's that. Now there's something that uh, nobody has really thought of, but that would be a great
4: a great idea.
3: All right, folks, we're going to
0: wrap up. Not before I congratulate our very own Gina, whose son got engaged the other night, yeah. and we to wish oh we congratulations, Gina. Uh,
1: so my my oldest, my twenty three year old, he is getting getting married to a wonderful girl. Uh, that he met at my church. So I'm super excited for that.
0: Congrats. Cool. Thank you. Okay, folks, we see everybody next week, regular time, Wednesday at 4 p.m. And we thank everyone for being here. Have a wonderful evening.